As you watch this teaching, I would like to ask you to please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it. Welcome to Home Group. My name is Rick Renner and my friend, we have something very special waiting for you this week. This week, Denise is going to be leading Home Group every night. That's because in my regular TV program this week, it's not me, it is Denise. And the reason it is Denise is because she filmed an entire series called School of Cinderella, The Art of Happily Ever After. And she said, Rick, I want you to listen to these programs. So I listened to them and I watched them and I laughed my head off. It is liberating truth. You know, it's really good when truth cuts and makes you laugh at the same time. That's usually how the Holy Spirit works in our life. And when she teaches about controlling your mouth and trying to change your spouse, you will laugh your head off. And if you want a series that will change you and make you laugh at the same time, I want to encourage you to order this series right now at renner.org. It is wonderful, and it's so wonderful that I put her on the regular TV program, and this week, every night, she's going to be leading home group, and it comes with a study guide. And by the way, don't think this is for women only. That's one thing I don't like about the title, because it's really for men as well. There is so much applicable truth in this for me, but the study guide is free, so you can download it at renner.org right now. But I want to welcome Joel, and I want to welcome Denise to the program. Hey, Joel. Thank you for having me. And Mama, I'm really looking forward to your teaching this evening. I think it's going to be awesome. I really am looking forward to it. But if you guys need prayer, please call us at 1-800-742-5593. We believe in the power of prayer. Or email us at prayer at prayer.org. Together, we can, play, we can pray and believe for a miracle to happen in your life. We have so many testimonies from people that have written us and called us. And I want to tell you that when you reach out to us, you will really be met by a faith-filled voice waiting to take your call or to answer your email. We will really pray with you. But Denise, let's get started. The reason that I called this book, Who Stole Cinderella, was because when I was a little girl, probably when you were a little girl, you were watching Cinderella, and I was dreaming of being Cinderella. I was dreaming of Prince Charming coming along and sweeping me off my feet. And he did. As he did. And... uh, and living happily ever after. And you have. And we have lived happily ever after in different moments. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody has to work on their relationship. This is, and that's why I wrote the book, Greg. But Denise, you are Cinderella to me. Well, Rick, you are definitely Prince Charming to me. But we've learned a lot together, and you put it all in this book so wonderfully. So I'm going to quit interrupting you. Okay, well, so... Um, but I realized through marriage, because we've been married, you know, four decades, four decades, and uh, that there are some trials, there are some difficulties. Uh, he's not perfect. I'm not perfect. I have shortcomings. You do too. And that we have to work together and work through our shortcomings. Lots of forgiveness and and. Moving forward, because the main thing is, is we made a commitment. And in 1981, on October 3rd, we made a commitment to one another. At the altar of First Baptist Church, Fort Smith, Arkansas. And we have a covenant. We do. With one another. 
and with God that we were going to stay together till death do us part. And that's a really important foundation of any marriage. So I wanted to help women to work through the difficulties, not give up after three years, not give up after five years, not give up after 20 years, but to work through. And what I found was in Proverbs chapter 14, verse one, there's an amazing verse. And it says that the wise woman, she builds up her house, but the foolish one tears it down with her hands. Well, when I started looking at that, I thought, well, it's either you're either going to be wise and build up your house, or you're going to be foolish and you're going to tear down your house. There's, there's only two different ways. There's not a middle way and it takes wisdom and it takes commitment and it takes the word of God to become wise and make wise decisions in your marriage to build up your home. And the foolish person says, I don't need any instruction. I'm great. All my problems are him. I don't need to change. He does. And that, and the Bible calls a person who doesn't want instruction a fool. So I always say over those that are listening to me that that you're a wise woman because you're listening. What if men are listening? Well, they're wise also. All right, I just thought we should include them. Well, yes, because they want to understand. Okay. Okay. And also, I want to invite you to my classes of School of Cinderella. You just go to my Facebook page, and there's a blue button at the top, and it says Visit Group. And you can just push that button and you can be a part of this school of Cinderella. All right, Denise, I have to ask you, what is the school of Cinderella? I know, but I'm acting like I don't know. Okay. Well, the school of Cinderella are classes that are dedicated to showing women that they have a lot of power in their homes. Well, they do. And Denise, you're such a good example. Thank you. But hey, ladies, men, whoever's listening, you should go there and watch all those videos. They are so liberating. I'm telling you, I just laughed my head off on half of them. And it just sets you free and gives you the truth and the revelation you need at the same time. Okay. Well, and so tonight we want to talk about the mouth. Okay. Because the mouth has a lot to do with either building up or tearing down your home. Okay. Okay. So we're going to open with Proverbs chapter 19. And it's verse 13. And it says, A foolish son is the ruin of his father, and a con the contentions of a wife are a continual dripping. Well, what do you want to do with a dripping faucet? Turn it off. Stop it. Turn it off. Shut it down. You know, stop dripping. And if a woman, a wife, is fault-finding complaining, corrective, trying to teach, and that's all coming out of her mouth through the scripture and the Holy Spirit, ladies, I'm talking to you. The Holy Spirit is trying to give us information and insight of what we look like when we just think that we need to correct and fault find and complain what it really looks like 
And the Bible says that it's like a dripping faucet. You know what? I'm not thinking of a dripping faucet. I'm thinking about a running toilet. Because <laughs> we don't have a dripping faucet. But you know when the toilet just runs in it, never, you just push that thing oh, and try to get it. I know. Just, just, just stop that. I know. Stop I that, that waterfall. I think that kind of applies to. Rick and ours has done that. It has. <laughs> <laughs> But what's interesting and what you don't know is that in the Russian translation, it doesn't say dripping faucet. It says a running sewage. Running sewage. When I saw that a contentious woman, a fault-finding woman, complaining woman, teaching woman, trying to correct her husband woman, it's like sewage coming out of her mouth. According to the word of God, I was like, oh, God, this is really serious. I don't want my mouth to bring a bad smell. I don't want my mouth to be something that somebody wants to get away from and forget the memory of it. I want my mouth to bring words that my husband would want to hear, that he might even want to hear again, that he'd be blessed by. And you know, nobody goes to have a picnic at the sewage plant. <laughs> okay. You just don't want to be around it. That's true. And so the Bible, and I know this is strong, ladies, but it's the Word of God. It is saying that we need to be careful, very careful about what comes out of our mouth. And we are in charge of our own mouth. We make the choice of what's going to come out of our mouth. That's so powerful, Denise. Well, thank you, Rick. And there's more because Proverbs is filled with things about the mouth and the woman. Isn't that interesting that it's the mouth and the woman? Well, the Bible talks a lot about the lips, the tongue, words, a lot. Yeah, it actually, it, it addresses it for men and women a lot. Mm -hmm. It's not just for women. No, it's not. But women have a power in, in their speech because they have so much power either to build up. Or to tear down. Or to tear it's down. It's really the truth. And so we women, we can't just blame everything around us, our husbands, our mother-in-law, our father, whoever it is, that my life is like this. Because in your home, you have power. And your mouth has a lot to do with it. And another scripture that I want to, um, to tell you about is in Proverbs 21. And this gives us more insight into the power that we women have in our homes. And it's Proverbs 21, and it's verse 19. That's Proverbs 20. Honey. I'm trying to help you. Oh, you're such a helper. Thank Rick. you. Well, if you know what Mama's book, <laughs> not book, Bible looks like, pages just fall out all the time. I don't know how you navigate through this Bible. Hey, hey, I want to tell you something. Denise's Bible is so fallen to pieces. I'm not trying to, I'm trying to help her because it's in pieces. She has pages of her Bible that are laminated <laughs> that she carries extra because they have fallen out of her 
Okay, Denise. Okay, well, are you in Proverbs chapter 21? I am. Okay, here we go. It says, better to dwell in the corner of a housetop than in a house shared with a contentious woman. Oh, my. That's, That's pretty serious. So it's better for your husband. Let's say that it's 120 degrees outside. It's better for him to be outside on top of the roof, probably dehydrating, sweating, dying, than to be in the house with you. Less dangerous for him to be on the roof than it is to be in the house with you if you're fault-finding and contentious and trying to correct And it's just so powerful that the Holy Spirit, ladies, and I'm so grateful for the word of God, because if we didn't have the word, then we would just imitate what our mothers did. Now, if you had a wonderful mother, praise the Lord, imitate her. But our mothers or our grandmothers or what some magazine said, but we have the word of God and the word of God is making it so clear that fault-finding, complaining, and, and trying to teach and con- correct and control is so dangerous for a marriage that it brings into the heart of our husband that it's better for him to be on the roof than to be in the house with us. Powerful, Denise. The next scripture is in uh, also Proverbs 21, verse 19 it says it's better to dwell in the wilderness than with a contentious and angry woman well it's better for your husband to be in the Sahara desert absolutely dying of thirst seeing mirages (laughs) and just stroking for life than to be in the house with you or me If we're fault-finding, corrective, trying to control them, trying to teach them. Because sometimes, ladies, I find that we can be a little bit self-righteous and think that we know the the better. And uh, so we should help them along and teach them the better. But actually, it's not our responsibility for that. It's the responsibility of the Holy Spirit to do that. And aren't you glad it's the responsibility of the Holy Spirit because he's a perfect teacher? Well, then I have a question. Does that mean that a wife can never express something? Absolutely not. doesn't mean that, Rick. But there's a tendency for women to want to control, want to want to correct, and I can show it to you in Genesis chapter 3, and it's in verse 16. And when Adam and Eve sinned, there was a curse that came on the world. And in uh, chapter 3, verse 16, for the women, it was what they would bear uh, children and sorrow and pain. And the last part of that verse is, and your desire shall be to your husband, and he shall rule over you. Well, in some translation, it says, and your desire will be to control your husband, and he will rule over you. Well, that just sounds horrible, because if you want to control him, if you want to teach him, then then you're going to bring to the marriage something like 
like this as far as bringing unity. And if he wants to rule over you and be demeaning to you and put you down, then he brings this to the marriage. But this is not God's will because Ephesians chapter five, verse 33 says that the woman, she's to respect her husband and the man, he is to love his wife as he loves himself. So can you see the difference if she's fault finding and controlling and he's demeaning and uh, ruling and harsh. The Bible talks about that, men. It says, if you want your prayers answered, it's in first Peter chapter three, don't be harsh with your wife. And we see now that women, if we're fault finding and contentious and angry and complaining, then we bring a wall into our marriage. And then, husbands, you bring a wall by being harsh and demeaning and ruling. And, but the, the, the answer is, of course, Ephesians 5.33. And, Rick, you asked me the question, does that mean she can't say anything? Mm-hmm. No, that doesn't mean that she can't say anything. But when you bring up subjects with your husband, don't bring them up as you're wrong. I'm blaming you. It's all your fault because he will immediately put up the wall of defense. Can I tell a story? Mm-hmm. Many, many years ago in Riga, a couple asked to come see me for counseling. Well, when they walked in, the husband, his head was down. He looked so embarrassed and his wife had a black eye. And they sat in the table across from me. I'd known them for years, and they struggled in their marriage. And I said, well, tell me what happened. And she began talking and talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. She outlaid everything bad about her husband. Denise, she never stopped. And I sat there, and I thought, it was wrong that he hit her, but I understand why he hit her. And and here's the thing. He really loved his wife. He wasn't really wanting to strike his wife. He was trying to attack the thing that was attacking him. He just felt so attacked. Mm -hmm. And he was not mature enough to handle it. Well, he was absolutely wrong. That was wrong. But what she did to him was just as wrong as what he did to her. You know, wives don't give their husbands black eyes, but they give them hurt hearts. And often they don't have the maturity to deal with it and they strike each other, which is totally, totally wrong. Men have to deal with themselves and women have to learn how to speak. It doesn't mean that they can't say things. They have to learn how to say things. And Denise, you're so good at that. Thank you, Rick. Well, I worked really hard on it because, I mean, that's one reason I wrote this book because I I had the question come up to my own heart. Do you really respect your husband? It's many years ago. And when I heard that question, you know, I was going to give the religious answer. Well, of course I respect my husband. And the more that I studied that that subject, I thought, oh, God, I've got some growing to do. I've got some things to learn. And that's when I started digging and praying and repenting and studying and watching other good marriages, trying to bring correction to my own life. And that's how this book came about, 
was my own journey into making changes in my own life. Well, I just have to testify that I never feel that from you. I never feel you're trying to correct me. I haven't felt that for years and years and years. So if the Holy Spirit dealt with you, he really dealt with you because I'm sitting here listening to you thinking, I don't ever feel that from Denise. So thank you, sweetheart. Thank you, Rick. I worked really hard on it and still work really hard on it. Joel, you haven't said much. I'm just listening. It's very interesting, very good teaching. Oh, thank you, son. Well, um, I want to say one more thing um, that that we have to learn. And, I, you know, before in the program, I said I'm thankful for the scriptures. Yes, ladies, I understand. It's kind of it's kind of like almost steps on your toes to hear that your words could be so awful and so bad for your husband that it would be better for him to be on the roof or it'd be better for him to be in the Sahara Desert, dying of thirst. That's kind of hard to hear. But when we hear those words, the word of God is a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. And, and it's giving us light so that we can have instruction and direction in our daily life with our husbands. And I want to say this. People come to me all the time and they say, I read Who Stole Cinderella. I've watched your programs. I'm a part of your school. And they say, this is not just for married women. They say, this is for anybody with uh, relational problems or they want their relations to be better with other people because there's so many principles from the word of God there. And honestly, I share what I share with conviction from my own heart that this is part, ladies, this is part of what we're going to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ for one day. Mm-hmm. I believe he's, we're going to give an account. And husbands, you're going to give an account too of what kind of husband you were. And wives, we're going to give an account of what kind of wife we were. And it's a serious thing to me. And so I wanted to help other women. And also, Rick, Titus 2, verse 4 and 5 says that the older women teach the younger women how to love their husbands. Are you saying you're an older woman? No, I always say I'm not. (laughs) But I am getting older. But I do have experience. You have a lot of experience. And you have helped a lot of people. Denise has an outreach to women in Russia. She has met with thousands of women, literally thousands, face-to-face in sessions. It is, it is amazing. And she has about 20,000 women enrolled in her online program just to help women with what she's talking to you about. I'm telling you, Denise really has authority to speak on this subject, Joel. Mommy, you asked if I had anything to say. I just want to say that these, if you, if you start controlling your words and stop being a drip, an annoying feature, it might take some time for change to happen in your marriage. There's no perfect marriage. There's no perfect parents. We're all growing and developing. We're new beings through Christ. We're righteous because of our salvation. But we have some change to do in our minds. And, you know, it just takes time. To, to, for people to even receive your change. They might be used to you being annoying 
and that's all they see you just as an annoying person. So whenever you stop being annoying, it might take some time for them to recategorize you in their minds. Mm. And that's the only comment I have. I think that's a fabulous Very. comment. But Denise and Joel, we're out of time. I know. But hey, we're just getting started. We're going to come back tomorrow night. Denise, we want you to pick up right here. Thank you. But we speak the blessing of God to you. We thank you for being with us. We want you to sleep well tonight. And as you go to sleep, just say, Jesus, help me control my mouth. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. If that teaching helped you, would you please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it.